0: Do you sometimes feel like you're married to two different people? Welcome to The Transformative Duff, my name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 73 of Tractate Exhibus and we learn that every human being has highs and lows. Your mission as a spouse is to ride the wave and be there for your soulmate every step of the way. Welcome to The Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Chavarisa today. I like to begin with a story. When our patriarch Yaakov meets Lovan's daughters Leah and Rachel, he knows instantly that Rachel is the one for him. Wary of the cunning of her father, however, Rachel devises a sign language system to exchange with Yaakov under the chuppah to confirm that it is indeed her. At the 11th hour, however, she realizes that Lovan has no intention of giving her away that night. Concerned for her sister's public embarrassment, Rachel conveys the signs to Leah. Sure enough, when Yaakov encounters Leah at the wedding ceremony, she responds successfully with the prearranged signs. The next morning, even though Yaakov is devastated to find out that he was deceived by Lavan, he is nonetheless in awe of the extraordinary kindness of Rachel. Her selflessness only makes her even more desirable in his eyes, and he insists on marrying both sisters. But one day, sweet, kind, gracious Rachel reveals a whole other side of herself to Yaakov. Watching her sister give birth to one child after another, she corners her husband and cries at him to give her a child. Yaakov is shocked at her outburst and angrily responds, Am I in place of God who has withheld the fruit of the womb from you? Let's look at today's Gemara. Says the Mishnah, one who betroths a woman on condition that she has no vows of abstinence in effect and subsequently discovered that she has such vows, she is not betrothed, i.e. the marriage is nullified. If he married her without conditions and it was subsequently discovered that she had vows, she may be divorced without payment of her Ketubah obligation since he discovered a crucial issue about which he had not initially been informed. Says the Gemara, if he betrothed her on condition but married her without conditions, Rav says that she would require a get and Shmuel says that she does not require a get i.e. the marriage is nullified. Rabba taught they are debating a case where there was an error made with one woman who is really like two women. Let's analyze the Gemara. When a person gets married, he is entitled to know about any major baggage that his spouse is carrying. It would be grossly inappropriate to get married and hide the fact that you've been in jail or that you had a terminal illness, God forbid. While these are extreme examples, the list of pertinent matters that should be discussed prior to getting married is extensive. One such issue, says the mission, is that of vows of abstinence. Let's say the wife can't stand the smell of meat, and she's vowed not only to be vegetarian, but that there will be no meat whatsoever in her home. If she didn't inform her husband of the stipulation prior to the marriage, he would have every right to say he married her with an information deficiency. He would be entitled to end the marriage because he couldn't imagine Shabbos without fleshy cholent. The Gemara then presents a scenario whereby initially, when they were betrothed, he knew that she had made certain vows, but then, based on their conversation, he assumed that she had annulled them prior to the wedding day, only to find out that she still had vows in effect. The husband now wants out of the marriage. According to Rav, he must divorce her because he knew about the vows to begin with. According to Shmuel, the marriage is annulled because he was under the erroneous impression that the vows had been nullified. Eventually, Rabba explains that the case is a little more complicated than that. What actually happened was that he married a woman who was really like two women. Rashi explains that she is like two women because he actually married her twice. Here's what happened. The man initially betrothed his wife, knowing that she had vows in effect. For whatever reason, they decided not to proceed, and so they were divorced from their betrothal stage of marriage. They subsequently had a change of heart and decided once again to get married. This time, they complete the wedding ceremony. At that point, he realizes that her vows are still in effect. Ralph says that a get is required because he knew about her vows prior to the marriage. Shmuel, however, says that the marriage is null and void because he clearly had no intention of completing a marriage with a woman who had vows in effect. While Rappa's meaning of a woman who was really like two women is that the man married the same woman twice, the idea of a spouse who appears to be two separate characters will probably sound familiar to most. You get married to an individual based on certain personality traits that they exhibit. But before long, you start to wonder what happened. Your new spouse seems like a completely different person than the individual you thought you married. While our sages are critical of Jakob's unsympathetic overreaction to Rachel's cry for help, we can all relate to it. Here he was thinking he'd married the sweet, kind, selfless soul who never thought about her own needs. After all, she was the heroine who made the ultimate sacrifice by sharing the signs with her sister. And so her sudden outburst seemed so out of character to Yaakov. He was completely caught off guard, especially if she'd been bottling up her pain for so long. Who was this woman? She didn't seem to be the Rachel that he'd married. But all of us, men and women, go through cycles. Emotional cycles, physical, biological cycles, spiritual cycles. It's unreasonable to expect that your spouse will always be the incredibly sweet, pleasant, calm person that you dated. Because chances are, once your spouse gets to know you, they'll be equally surprised to learn that you're not as always the cool, calm, and collected person you were on every date. Being married means being with the entire person through the tranquil times and the challenging times. Sometimes it might feel like you're married to two different people, but remember, you've been blessed with finding a partner who is multidimensional, not the same dull person day in, day out. As a loving spouse, you need to learn to ride the wave and recognize when your spouse needs you the most. When your spouse overreacts to something you say or do, don't argue back. When your spouse is experiencing a low moment or a tough day, don't disappear when they need you more than ever. When your spouse is experiencing emotional highs and lows, think of it as a gift from heaven designed to teach you to be more patient and understanding, to teach you empathy, and to teach you how to maintain your own balance and equilibrium in the face of stress and adversity. You married your spouse to serve them in their entirety through every facet of who they are. We all have highs and lows. A loving spouse is always there no matter what happens. May you grow to love every aspect and manifestation of your spouse's character and personality, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years, or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation, it's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter, contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daff.